At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. And as always, we are live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook, getting you ready for Monday Night Football Division Rivalry game. We got Philadelphia and Dallas. Cowboys taking on the Eagles. And Ryan Rothstein, host of the Philadelphia City Cats. He's been a familiar face on this program, and we are pumped to talk to him in 15 minutes. We'll see if he believes in his boys. I know when we talked to him last week, he liked taking the point with Philadelphia. And, you know, you look at Dallas now, and they're a little bit banged up. So maybe even bodes better for him backing his Eagles. Again, we'll discuss that with Ryan Rossin in about 15 minutes tonight on the show. Afterward, in a half hour, how about Doug Kide? Uh, he does great work as an NFL reporter over at PFF. We'll kind of just get his overall takeaways from this past week in the NFL at this point in the season, maybe which teams have been overrated, undervalued, and that goes the same for players as well. And the newest acquisition with Josh Gordon going to the Kansas City Chiefs, what kind of impact will that have with this, you know, in quotations, uh, you know, struggling Kansas City team, not actually struggling. We all believe they'll be fine, but it'll be interesting to get Doug's thoughts on that and see if that is going to be a significant impact one way or the other. And since it is a primetime game, you know what we do. We do my better half. We do other miscellaneous props and prop shelf, which will be at the end of the show. So we are dialed up for tonight's affair. And let's get you squared away, starting with the updated line in this game. Before we get to my better half, let's just tee it up with where this line currently is at. And, you know, it, it hasn't seen too much movement, right? I mean, in some spots you saw it at four, but really it's been about at that three and a half spot. And that's where we see it right now at Bet Rivers. Three and a half in favor of Dallas at home, their first home game this season. Minus 177 is where we're catching the money line right now in favor of the Cowboys. 51 and a half for the total. And again, you know, if you're looking to take the Eagles, they're catching that three and a half. You're laying minus 107 to do so, and they're plus 155 on the buyback for the money line. So looking at kind of uh, you know, where the movement's been, it really hasn't been too much one way or the other because it opened three and a half and total opened 51 and a half. So we're pretty much steady on where it opened. But who may have the advantage in this game? Well, again, it's a division game. So you're always kind of inclined to believe it will be played more closely. And, you know, the Eagles haven't looked as bad as a lot of people's perception or believed to be perception on this team was going to be. 
Now, Dallas is kind of picking up right where they left off in terms of offense when they had Dak Prescott before the injury last year. But look, they're averaging about 24.5 points per game. But defensively, they're allowing 24 points per contest. And you know they're missing Demarcus Lawrence. But against the Chargers, they did fairly well in that game. But going deeper into the stats with Dallas, is it an offense that's averaging about 450 total yards per game? 320 of those are coming throughout the air, about 130 on the ground. But defensively, their reliability against the pass, allowing 432, or excuse me, 358 and a half passing yards, 432 total yards, and then just 73 and a half on the ground. Granted, you know, the teams they've gone against, being Los Angeles and Tampa Bay, haven't necessarily been forcing that ground game to be a kind of a area of interest because they haven't needed to because they've taken advantage of the weaker part which has been the secondary which who knows if philadelphia is going to do that because their offense has been running the ball when you have a quarterback like jalen hurts who's mobile that has been their focus but will it be tonight now philadelphia is an offense that's put up about 21 and a half per game in a defense that has limited their opponents to 11 and a half points per contest in just two games i know it's only two game sample size but we still like to throw it out there uh, offensively, they're racking up about 390 total yards of offense, 227 coming in the air, which ain't too shabby for Jalen Hurts, 162 rushing. We'll see if they can control the time of possession with that ground game. Defensively, overall, they're allowing about 297 total yards, 106, uh, 176.5 in the air, 120.5 on the ground game. What can a guy like Tony Pollard, who had a great game last week, do? Can Ezekiel Elliott kind of get to his norm? that we saw two years and beforehand with him. So a lot of big question marks in this game with certain players. It'll be fun to kind of see which ones come to fruition and which players stay consistent with what has happened. Injury-wise, something to note, Amari Cooper is playing with that cracked rib. Uh, I thought it was interesting, something he noted out today about playing for Nick Saban and playing through similar injuries at Alabama. He said, you know, Saban put another guy in front of me because I kind of kept taking myself out of the game and it just messed up the continuity of everything. So now he would just rather play hurt than to be switching a guy in there. So take that as you will. Amari Cooper, I guess not 100%, but he's still giving it a go for this game where we do see Dallas as a three and a half point favorite. All right, so that's how the full game is looking. But let's do what we do always previewing these primetime games and start with the first half betting angles for Monday Night Football, Cowboys and Eagles. It's time for my better half. Let's get you squared away here with where these odds are listed at Bet Rivers. First half three-way bet, as you know, this one has a tie implemented, so if it does end up in a tie heading into the second half and you didn't bet it, you would not get your money back. But it is a little bit better value here as opposed to the tie no bet aspect. But the first half three-way, the Eagles plus 140, tie is 11 to 1, and the Cowboys are minus a buck 37. The tie no bet, instead of plus 140, you're getting the Eagles 20 cents less at plus 120. Cowboys minus 155. Spread for this one, it actually went down all the way to two and a half, or excuse me, to one and a half, but now we've seen it kind of settle at about two and a half. Minus 106 if you want to take the two in the hook with the Eagles. If you want to lay the two and a half with Dallas, minus 115. The spread seemed to open at three in most spots for the first half, so you saw the love come down to Philly. All the way again down to one and a half, and now it's slowly getting back up to two and a half under that key number of three in favor of the Cowboys. This one's tough because, you know, if you're looking to bet the Cowboys, in my opinion, I think you just go with the money line. That's kind of what my philosophy is, at least with the first half and in some bets in general. But I think this one is very tight, and, you know, again, how is Dallas going to perform right now with the injuries they have in this game? How are the Eagles going to do? against a team that has a very good offense to where Atlanta didn't have a good offense. 49ers had a good enough offense, but it wasn't dominating. It wasn't polarizing. But this Cowboys offense, we know, can do that. So how good is this Eagles defense really going to be? I'm not willing to bet on it in the first half to find out, but I would get why the love would be coming into Philadelphia in this game. But at the end of the day, you know, Dallas does have the slight advantages offensively, but those injuries are a little bit concerning. So nothing that I like with the money line or the spread for the first half. Let's kind of take a gander into the total points for the first half. High one here, 26 and a half is where it's listed. The over is even money and the under is minus a buck 55. And rightfully so, 26 and a half is a big amount for a first half. Look, you look at what the Eagles did in the first half against the Falcons, it was 15 to six. Philadelphia was leading. 
against the 49ers. They were trailing 7-3. Cowboys' first half numbers against the Bucks hugely scored game, as we know, 21-16. But those are two great offenses, and honestly, Tampa Bay's pass defense hasn't looked that great thus far. Uh, then against the Chargers, it was 14-11. Cowboys were leading that one heading into the second half. I get why you would expect there to be a lot of points, because even though the Eagles' offense is maybe not as dominant, you don't really trust this Cowboys' defense. But they have done fairly well against the run. Again, albeit, you know, the offenses they've played have been really just picking and prodding against their secondary. But the Eagles love to use their mobility. They love to use the ground game, obviously with Hurts and Miles Sanders, and Gainwell has been getting some action too. So if that's what they try to implement right away, I would obviously lean under gear, but laying the minus 155 isn't something that's sticking out to me and forcing or you know persuading me to do, but I would not be taking the over 26.5 for the first half of this game in a division game that could be played a little bit more tight, as they tend to be sometimes. Uh, total points for each team. The Cowboys are at 13.5 in the first half. Over is minus 132. Under is even money. Eagles, 12.5 over minus 118, under minus 112. If I was picking one or the other, I probably would go with the Cowboys over 13.5 as opposed to the Eagles over 12.5. But overall, guys, I mean, nothing that I like too much in terms of this first half for this game. So I did want to go out with some other bets here that I did have a little bit more interest in. If you wanted more of the full game look ahead, the Cowboys total points is 27.5, whereas the Eagles is 24.5. Shaded to the under for the Eagles, 24.5 minus 125. They dropped 32 against Atlanta, but just 11 against the 49ers. We know the Cowboys got 20 against the Chargers and 29 against Tampa Bay. I think I would probably actually lean a little bit toward under on both of those. Because of the hook with the 27, I think you'd have to gravitate a little bit more toward the under there. And the Eagles, again, let's see how this offense does in primetime against a division opponent. So nothing that I'm playing officially throughout all of those, but I was looking at a different area that I typically haven't done, and this is the first scoring play of the game. Now the touchdown has the Cowboys plus 140 for the first scoring play of the game. The Eagles are plus 185, so if you think the first scoring play of the game is the Eagles scoring touchdown plus 185, think it's the Cowboys plus 140. But what fascinates me is the field goal section here. The Cowboys, to be the first scoring play of the game with them having a field goal, is plus 550 at Bet Rivers. For the Eagles to get it, it's plus 510. I get it. You know, seldom sometimes do you see the field goal, especially in primetime, I guess it feels like. It's the first scoring play of the game. I used to bet this for value, and it would never come to fruition, and it was frustrating. But look, because of this value, plus 550 and plus 510, why not throw a little bit on both, right? You could do a half unit on the Cowboys' first scoring play, being a field goal plus 550 and a half unit on the Eagles plus 510 first scoring play of the game. The value is huge in this spot. And that's what I did. I just split a unit there through a half on the Cowboys first scoring play of the game to be a field goal plus 550 and the other half on the Eagles plus 510. So if either of them get the field goal for the first score of the game, then we're looking pretty good, right? I mean, this is just incredible value to pass up in my opinion. And it may not hit all the time and that's why it's a higher value. But again, if we can maybe assume that it's going to be a tighter played game, better defense, you're more familiar against your division opponent, maybe they'll hold them to a field goal. Most importantly, I just like the value here. And that's the way I went half unit on both of those. Don't worry. You know we got more bets coming with the full unit plays later in the show with Prop Shelf. Coming up next, though, Ryan Rothstein, diehard Eagles fans. Let's see if he's taking his boys outright. We'll let you know. Stick around here on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. The Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh city casts are up and running with five new episodes every week. Subscribe to your local city casts wherever you get your podcasts and get in tune with your local teams from the betting perspective. Welcome back to it. It is Rush Hour here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, host of the show here. And like we were just alluding to, Chicago City Cast is the one I host. But we're welcoming on now Ryan Rothstein, who has the pleasure of hosting the Philadelphia City Cast. And uh, I believe he will be sweating out quite the game tonight, as I'm sure he will continue to for the rest of the season. But Ryan, you know, we've talked about this Eagles team. We teased it a little bit last week. The line really hasn't moved too much from the last time we spoke. Three and a half is where we're seeing it settle at. Total at 51 and a half. When we talked last week, you were taking the points with your boys over the key number of three. Are you feeling the same way heading into the game this evening? I like the three and a half, and it's nice to be joining you, by the way. Video, uh, I feel official here, oh, yeah. despite my, uh, you know, my security uh, mic lingering here, the scored lingering, but it's okay. We won't focus on that. Um, I, I still like the three and a half, and the, the hook is key, right, Danny? As as we both know, as everyone knows when betting, if it's three, I'm not taking it, but we see it at three and a half, so I'm, I'm good with it. Uh, I'll give you my score prediction maybe in a few minutes, but um, I, I feel good about the Eagles plus three and a half, and a lot of it is because of the injuries on both sides, but the Cowboys are dealing with some significant injuries going into this game tonight. Yeah, and that's kind of what we talked about to get the show going was these injuries. And Amari Cooper is going to be going, but he's playing with that cracked rip. So we'll see how much of an impact, if at all, that's going to be evident of on the field. Now, something I'm a little bit interested in asking you about is this Cowboys defense. Of course, they're liable in terms of their secondary, and that's how the opposing offenses have nitpicked them to start. And Demarcus Lawrence out of the mix. They've done well against the runs, but is that more so because they're opposing teams haven't really attacked that type of the offense in this game or is it because maybe this run defense is actually solid and you know quite frankly not sure right we're, we're gonna find out tonight i mean for the cowboys defense dan quinn uh new dc down in dallas they're they're mediocre at best right like they're nothing to be afraid of uh if you're the philadelphia eagles offensively but they lead the NFL going into week three, Danny, with turnovers. They forced their opponents through two games uh, to turn it over six times. Three of those six turnovers in the red zone. And then on the flip side for the Eagles defensively, they've been surprisingly pretty good. Uh, nonetheless, not against great opponents. And uh, they haven't turned opponents over uh, on defense. So that's the battle right there. Can Jalen Hurts take care of the football? Uh, avoid turning it over, and then Eagles defensively, can they force their first turnover of the season in week three? 
Yeah, and this is going to be the big difference maker, I think, at the end of it, is going to be who is going to get that turnover as of this point. And Dallas has been able to force them in their first couple of games. We'll see if Jalen Hurts ends up being a victim in that circumstance. But, yeah, this is going to be fascinating to see what kind of offense we get out of Philadelphia if they're trying to pass the ball more against the secondary or if they kind of keep to what they've been doing in utilizing that ground game. Now, also, this is going to be a huge test for this Philly defense because we know how good, Ryan, that this Dallas offense has been. Again, they are banged up on that side of the ball, but what kind of performance would you really, or rather, where are your expectations set at for this Philadelphia defense? Is this almost a litmus test for this team based on how you think they're going to continue to be for the rest of the year? Absolutely. This is a huge test. Uh, first NFC East matchup against Dallas. I uh, still feel pretty good that it's going to come down to Dallas and Philadelphia. Not another NFC East matchup for the Eagles for basically two months. Uh, and the first two weeks, there's been a lot of excuses or a lot of, yeah, but, uh, when you're trying to give this Philadelphia Eagles team a compliment, uh, particularly their defense, who has been the only consistent factor on the Eagles team on both sides of the ball. So everyone's talking about Dak Prescott, and he's back. Dak is back. Uh, the arm is dangerous. Uh, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, we haven't seen Gallup yet. Uh, but we all know the weapons that they have. I, and Pollard's been unbelievable, by the way. We haven't gotten to talk a lot about him. I'm curious to see how that one-two punch continues to play out. But can the Eagles take the run game away and force Dak to throw it 50, 55 times uh, and help them get the win on Monday night? That's the litmus test. So, yes, 100%. Yeah, Ryan, you mentioned Tony Pollard, and he has been a very popular player in fantasy football, and as I am sure, the player props for tonight. And speaking of some of these props, is there anybody specifically on one team or the other that you think has a great advantage tonight and you would kind of seek out their props to bet? You know, for me personally, I think a guy like Devontae Smith could have a good night against the secondary. About 55 and a half was his receiving yards, and you know, the top three receivers for the Cowboys' last two opponents all had gone over that mark, so I kind of favor that for Smith. Which players do you think could have an opportunity to thrive over their prop mark for tonight, whether it's the Eagles or the Cowboys? I'm riding with the quarterback. It's my quarterback. And no, I'm not talking about <laughs> Dallas. I'm talking about Jalen Hurts. It hurts so good, Danny. So good. Throw all the corny cliches uh, and name-isms. <laughs> we can do here before I before I get out of here. Uh, but Jalen Hurts, I, I've taken the over the first two weeks on his rushing prop and it's hit. You look at his uh, very early career, not a big sample size, but this will be his sixth game as a starter. Every game that he's started, he's averaged 62 and a half rushing yards. Uh, the player prop is 55 tonight at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Uh, and I think he's going to need to make some plays with his legs. And uh, he, he's going to have some success at least getting over that 55 and a half rushing uh, for Jalen. And I'll throw in a bonus. Why not? I also like Miles Sanders over rushing and receiving. Uh, he It got away from Miles a little bit last week as a uh, pass catcher out of the backfield. But I think they go back to that well a little bit more tonight for Miles Sanders. Uh, so I like the over uh, 81 and a half, I believe it was last time I checked at Bet Rivers for rushing and receiving for miles. But my 1A is Jalen Hurts rushing over. Yeah, that seems like a popular one to play because you're right. I mean, just looking at the trends and what he's done, I mean, he's gone over this already twice this season and in the starts last year, obviously right there or over. So it seems like a feasible option going over with Jalen Hurts having to improvise, having to be mobile against this division opponent in Dallas. Uh, Ryan, we talked about the spread. I know you're leaning toward your boys because they're catching it over the key number three. What about this total, though, at 51 and a half? Because it's a, it's a division game, is it going to be you know tightly played and slower tempo and more defense, or are points going to be flying in this one? I would be shocked if points are flying. I really would. And I know the public is, if you're listening out there, the public better is going to be like, what? What is this dude talking about? Uh, because depending on where you're looking, heavy towards the over last time I checked about 67% of the public bets taking the over 51 and a half Danny but you mentioned it it's an NFC East showdown uh, and if the Eagles want to win this game forget winning it if the Eagles want to be competitive against the Cowboys going down to Jerry World in Dallas 
I expect the under to hit. I, I, I see a final score uh, 24-21. That was my score prediction on my last episode of the Philadelphia CityCast. Cowboys win 24-21. So that's an under hit. Uh, and like I said, I, I think I would be surprised. I've heard some shootout predictions. I, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be low scoring in the first half. Uh, and the Eagles, they're going to have to establish that run and win the time of possession. Yeah, I tend to agree with you here, too. I mean, 51 and a half seems a tad bit too high with, you know, and I'm not trying to throw shade at your boys, but I'm not completely sold on the Eagles offense right now. And I get it's going to be a test for both sides. I mean, the Cowboys defense, are they going to stop the run? Are the Eagles going to be able to take advantage against their division opponent? And 51 and a half just seems a tad bit too high. But I'm with you there, Ron. I think it's going to be a shorter scoring game. But it's going to be a fun one, nevertheless, and we are excited to uh, listen to your episode after the game or tomorrow, whatever you get it out with. Hopefully it's a celebratory one for you, but if not, I always like the rants. I certainly had one after this Bears game, so uh, regardless, we'll be rooting for the best of your interest, my friend. Thanks for making some time, as always. <laughs> Thanks, Danny. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Rye Rossi, ladies and gentlemen, at Wise Rise, where you can follow him on Twitter again. He hosts the Philadelphia City Cast, partnered with Bet Rivers. Five episodes every single week. Google, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts acquired, he will have you ready with everything Philadelphia sports, especially after the game tonight. Whether it's a win or lose, he will have his immediate emotional reaction. As I alluded to, I sure did after that embarrassment that the Bears offense put out against the Browns. So check it out wherever you get your podcasts available for all the City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Ryan's taking the points. He is looking toward taking the points with Philadelphia. They're catching three and a half. And again, as we just mentioned, that total is at 51 and a half. Really hasn't altered one way or the other. Public is prime time. They want to see the points coming. They want to see the over. But I think the under may be the appropriate move. And it is shaded that way. Minus 113. More football coming next year on Rush Hour. Doug Kite of PFF joining us. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. And you can do that by starting your VSN free trial today and get full access to our sports betting experts. And it includes 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game. Plus, you get full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. VEASAN giving you so much to offer, and it's just $22. Sign up now, VSIN.com slash subscribe. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to it. It is a Monday night here, and I am live at the Bet River Sportsbook just outside of Chicago in Des Plaines, Illinois, at the Bet River Sportsbook. Joining us now here on Rush Hour is Doug Kite. This is fantastic. We're covering the NFL with PFF. He's their NFL reporter. We're looking forward to talking all things NFL with him. And, Doug, we appreciate you making some time. Uh, first things first, before we kind of get into a broad scheme of the NFL, I just want to get your brief take on tonight's game with the Cowboys and the Eagles. In terms of the betting perspective, we see Dallas is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Totals at 51 and a half. Outright winner, covering the spread, whichever angle you're kind of looking forward to, who do you think it's the outright dub in this game? And I guess if you're a betting man or not, how would you attack that? Uh, I think the Cowboys are going to win. And just the fact that it's at home, I, I kind of like taking the Cowboys against the spread as well. Um, I don't think, I think that heading into the season, the Cowboys were considered a much better team than the Eagles. So the fact that they're only favored by three and a half in Dallas that's uh that's pretty favorable line for for the Cowboys there. So I take the Cowboys. Okay, so Doug rolling with the Cowboys seems to be what a lot of people are leaning toward. And if you want to go the outright winner, minus 177 on the money line. Again, spread their minus three and a half. So that's for tonight with Monday Night Football. But, you know, Doug, we had a hell of a day yesterday with so much action. And, you know, personally as a Bears fan, I was completely disappointed and uh, trying to erase that from my memory. <laughs> but what were some of your biggest takeaways from yesterday at week three of the NFL, something that stood out in a positive way or in a negative way, whichever way it might be. What was the thing that really made the top of your list? I think it's pretty fascinating to see some of the teams 
that are still undefeated in the NFL right now. I don't think anyone really expected the Las Vegas Raiders to be undefeated. I don't think anyone expected the Denver Broncos or the Carolina Panthers. So we'll see how long some of those things hold. Uh, but yeah, certainly was not expecting some of that. Broncos especially, though, have faced an extremely weak schedule so far. I believe their opponents are 0-9 on the season. So uh, I'm not sure how long the Broncos will be able to maintain that undefeated streak. And then just the fact that the Chiefs are now 1-2, and two, I don't think that's another thing that anyone really would have expected heading into the season. The Chiefs sitting at 1-2 and two heading into Week 4. Uh, but they're another team. They, they've faced a tough, a, a tough slate so far. So I certainly expect them to be better. Uh, but I do think that there are some weaknesses creeping in on the Chiefs roster uh, that might have been a little bit overlooked heading into the season. I saw at least a few of these things coming, one of which is just the fact that the Chiefs don't really have a third pass-catching weapon in that offense. We'll see if a move that they made today uh, cures that for a, for a short period of time. Uh, but just the fact that Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, if a team can take one or two of those guys away, then there's not a lot of players for Patrick Mahomes to throw to. Yeah, and you allude to that acquisition that they just had earlier today with Josh Gordon and the way PFF graded him when he was with the Patriots and then the Seahawks in 2019, 65.9 receiving grade. Tyree Kill, you guys have at about 75.4. So what kind of impact do you think this is going to have to the Chiefs? Because we know the talent that Gordon has, but will the consistency be there and will he be able to be acclimated right away in your opinion? You know, Josh Gordon's a guy who who can get acclimated pretty quickly, even in the complex Patriots offense. He acclimated pretty quickly when he joined that team uh, back in 2018. So I'm not sure how much of a problem that will be. We'll have to see what his weight comes in at when he uh, when he gets to Kansas City, because I know that when he did sign with New England back in the day, he was overweight by about 10 or 15 pounds. So we'll see if he's in shape. Uh, we'll see if he's ready to go. But, you know, assuming he's healthy and assuming he can stay on the field. We'll see for how long, because obviously that's really unpredictable with Josh Gordon. I think that he's got the talent to be the number two wide receiver on that roster behind Tyreek Hill. Obviously, you've got Travis Kelsey at tight end as well, but Nicole Hardman really hasn't emerged. Then they've got those guys who have been on the roster for years now, Demarcus Robinson, Marcus Kemp, Byron Pringle. None of those guys have really emerged. So as long as Josh Gordon is on their roster, I do. I think that they, he can make an impact because they really did not replace Sammy Watkins on that roster, and I think it's hurt them. Yeah, and that's really been evident so far in these first three games, as you mentioned, one and two as of this point, and the rest of the AFC West looking great. I mean, when we look at these odds right now, Doug, you know, the Chiefs still are the favorite, but now they're only minus 125. Denver is plus 350. The Chargers are 4-1, to one, and the Raiders are plus 650. If you're still looking to bet this division, is it more of a buy-low opportunity on the Chiefs, or do you look for some value in another team and think they have a legitimate shot at overcoming Kansas City? You know, I would, I would buy low on the Chiefs right now. The fact that they're, they're minus 125 to win the division, I still fully expect them to. And there's plenty of time to make it up, too, with a 17-game schedule. The fact that they're starting 1-2, and two, as I said, plenty of time for them to make that up. Chargers sitting at plus 400 doesn't look too bad to me either because I think that they're, they have a really talented roster. I think that they're pretty balanced on offense and defense. And we've already seen that Justin Herbert has made a leap in year two. And I think that he's only going to get better as the season goes along. So, I, you know, I would lean towards buying low on the Chiefs. If you're not a big fan of that, then the Chargers are, are looking pretty good to me there at plus 400. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, Herbert's the second best quarterback in this division, we're going to assume at the end of this season, and even coming into it. And then defensively, you know, if the Chargers can stay healthy, they have probably the second best defense in that division behind mm -hmm. Denver. But again, we'll see how Denver does with the remaining schedule after the easy part that they have endured as of now. Uh, Doug, just looking at kind of the other areas in the NFL, is there maybe another team outside of the AFC West that not enough people are talking about that could be worth either a value play on a game-to-game -game basis or just overall to win the division or in the long-term future? That's, that's tough to say. I, I'm not sure where, where the Browns are currently standing, but I'm still high on the Browns. I know that they beat the Bears, but that was a lot more to do with, uh, with the, the Bears' offensive game plan there. But I'm not sure how much the Browns are being undervalued. I'm not sure where they stand at this point, but I do still think that they've got a good shot um, of, of you know winning that division, going pretty far in the playoffs. They're another team that, that is 
a, has a really balanced roster. I think that Baker Mayfield is playing pretty well this season. Then once everyone gets back on board on offense, once they've got Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham's back, obviously now uh, the running backs, uh, I just, I like that team overall. Um, beyond that, um, not a lot of teams are, are standing out. Although, you know what? The, the Bills, I'm looking at it right now, plus 400 for AFC conference odds. Uh, I think the Bills are right back on track. Josh Allen looked really great on Sunday. And I, I think that, that that week one loss to the Steelers will look in, you know, 10, 12 weeks and say, what the what the heck happened there in week one? Because that is not where these two teams stand at this point. Yeah, and that happens so many times, especially in week one. I mean, look what happened with the Packers, for example, just getting blown out yeah. by Pittsburgh, or excuse me, not by Pittsburgh, by New Orleans. Although there may be a little bit more concerned with Green Bay because of that defense. Is there a team that has done fairly well, such as I guess the Packers are expecting them to, that we may be overrating because of some of those liabilities? Do the Packers fit the bill for that in your mind? And is there any other squad that we may just want to not freak out about and overreact? No, I think the Packers will be fine this year, and I think they will be carried quite a bit by their offense. I think that Aaron Rodgers is really on on a mission at this point. But um, I'm a little bit wary of the Panthers sitting at 3-0 and right now. They're another team that hasn't had the strongest uh, schedule at this point. I know their defense is good, uh, but I just I do wonder how long Sam Darnold can keep it up. The fact that J.C. Horn got injured uh, is certainly a problem. I know that they're replacing him uh, with C.J. Henderson, but that might not be a one-to-one swap. And we just don't know how long Christian McCaffrey is going to be out at this point. I know that he should be back relatively quickly. I know that it's not thought to be a, a major hamstring injury, but with those hamstring injuries, there's a pretty high probability that within the year, that injury will will crop back up. So even if Christian McCaffrey gets back on the field, we don't know how long he'll actually stay on the field after that. Uh, and, it, you know, because that hamstring injury uh, could, could, you know, resurface. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. You're right. Even if Christian McCaffrey, say, was healthy, the Panthers still could be a team that may be a little bit overvalued right now, but sure. especially with that injury and could be a lingering injury for Christian McCaffrey and just outlooking the uh, Panthers overall. So, Doug, great insight, my man. We appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. We'll look forward to talking more football throughout the season. Appreciate the time tonight. For sure, anytime. Doug Kide, ladies and gentlemen, you can give him a follow on Twitter, at Doug Kide, K-Y-E-D, on the tweets for his last name. And he's the NFL reporter over at Pro Football Focus. They do fantastic work with the NFL all around with all their guys. We love having him here on Rush Hour on Visa, the Sports Betting Network, and Doug doing great work per usual. Talking about that AFC West, just kind of looking at these odds now for, you know, the first time after this week. It is surprising to see Kansas City down to minus 125. That's what happens when the Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders are all looking good. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit when we do our future segment in the middle of the week. But coming up next, it is time, baby. Prop shelf. What are we rolling with in terms of the player props tonight for Monday Night Football? Stick around, and we'll let you know. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays in all pro football matchups, plus. They're bringing back the Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at BetRivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to place your bets. Offer is valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 3500 in Virginia and Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. All righty, folks, it is that time here on Rush Hour. It is Prop Shelf O'Clock as we get you ready for Monday Night Football. Eagles and Cowboys, let's go through all the plays that have drawn interest to me for tonight's primetime game. Prop Shelf, let's get right into it, starting with the quarterback props. Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, let's start with Jalen Hurts and his passing yards prop, 246.5 over minus 114 under. Minus 113 for her to the season thus far is averaging 227 passing yards per game in just two games. Against Atlanta had 264, so we cleared the mark that it's posted at tonight. But against San Francisco, only had 190 passing yards. So he's one and one in terms of where this prop mark is set at, which is 246 and a half. Now, the Cowboys defensively not great defending the pass. We know this from last year, and we know this because it's been evident the first two games. Cowboys are allowing 358.5 passing yards per game. Brady had 379 against the Cowboys. Herbert had 338. So what can our guy Jalen Hurts do against the Cowboys defense? You would think, well, if that's the case, automatically go over 246.5. And And I'm not saying that's the wrong play, but I think you got to be a little bit hesitant just because this Eagles offense doesn't necessarily solely rely on the passing game. Will they have to tonight? Perhaps if one, they're trailing, two, the run game isn't working, and three, that's just been successful because the Cowboys aren't good in that area. That's why it's more of an understanding and finding out type of game than it is having the solidified knowledge beforehand. But I would lean over more so than I would under. However, I do think there are better routes to go with in terms of the Eagles passing game. More on that a little bit later in the segment. So a lean over to his passing yards, but ultimately no play. His pass attempts, 33.5 is the number that it's listed at, shaded to the over, minus 127. Under is minus 103. Against Atlanta, had 35 pass attempts. Against San Francisco, just 23 pass attempts. When Brady went up against the Cowboys, he tallied 50. Herbert had 41. The biggest question you got to ask yourself for this prop is, will he need to throw enough? Will he be trailing? Will the run game, like we talked about, not be working, and will he be forced to throw and if you're answering yes to those questions then over 33 and a half should be your bet but again because if they can establish that run game immediately maybe they won't have to pass it more so i'm not infatuated with his pass attempts over nor am i with his completions at 21 and a half look he only had 12 pass completions against san francisco that's a little concerning i know he had 27 against the falcons and you know maybe the cowboys defense is more similar to the falcons but Look, I, I, it's early, and we got to see what happens in this primetime division game with Hurts. So I'm not in love confidence-wise with anything with Hurts, but again, 
Wait till we get to the receivers. I think there's a little bit better angle. But now let's talk with a quarterback who we can have a little bit more faith in, and that's Dak Prescott, who has a passing yards prop listed at 301.5 at Bet Rivers, over under minus 114 each way for Prescott, who threw for over 400 passing yards against the Bucks, 403 to be exact, in week one. Then against the Chargers, only 237, kind of an anomaly for Dak Prescott to only throw 237. But the Eagles, you look at what they're doing defensively, they're allowing just 160, uh, 176 and a half passing yards per game, excuse me. Uh, Matt Ryan only had 164. Jimmy G had 189. Matt Ryan's a little bit past his prime. We kind of know that. We can't trust the Falcons that much. However, they did win a bet for us this last week, so tip of the cap to Atlanta. Jimmy G, not you know necessarily reliant on throwing the ball and didn't need to that much in that game against Philadelphia. They worked it with the short passes and in the ground game. So I wouldn't take too much into account of what this Eagles secondary has or hasn't done. So if you have enough conviction on Dak, regardless of that, then go with what your gut is telling you. But to me, 301.5 is a little too high to want to bet. It's a stay away. I don't even know if I have a lean one way or the other, to be honest, because it revolves around Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. Are they going to be able to run the ball? And I would probably guess a little bit more so yes, but we'll get into that momentarily. Um, pass attempts from Prescott, 37 and a half. He had 58 pass attempts against the Bucks. We cashed in on that bet in week one. It was incredible. 58 pass attempts. And he had 27 just against the Chargers. But will he get over 37 and a half? You know, it's hard to bet the under on that with Prescott because they love having him slinging it. But I don't love that one. But the play that I do love, because I'm not saying I love, or I'm saying I don't love it for a lot of these plays. So let me get you one that I did place a bet on and that I do favor. And that's the pass completions. 24 and a half is the number at Bet Rivers. Shaded slightly to the over, minus 125, but I pulled the trigger on it. I like that for Prescott. I have that, or I have a faith in a little bit more than that than I do with his pass attempts because he did have 42 completions against the Buccaneers and 23 completions against the Chargers, even though he only had 27 pass attempts. So he was closer to getting over this completions mark against the Chargers than he was against the attempts. He can add the short, concise throws to his receivers. You know, Amari being hurt isn't ideal, but look, I think they can do the checkdowns to Ezekiel Elliott, to Pollard. You still got CeeDee Lamb, who's a stud, and you still have the rest of the talent surrounding you, and I think over 24 and a half pass completions is a viable betting option if you're looking for any quarterback props, and that is the one that I played. So Prescott over 24 and a half pass completions tonight against the Eagles. Let's get into those receivers, and let me get you that angle that I was alluding to with the Eagles and their passing game. Devontae Smith, his receiving yards prop is 55 and a half. Seems a little low. It is shaded slightly to the over minus 115, unders minus 113. But week one against the Falcons, he had 71 receiving yards in his debut. Quiet game against San Fran. Everyone had a quiet game offensively, just 16 receiving yards. But if you look at what the Cowboys secondary has done, and I mentioned this earlier with Ryan, the three leading receivers went over this prop mark at 55 and a half. For both the Chargers and the Bucks, meaning, you know, the top three receivers on the Chargers against the Cowboys got more than 55 and a half receiving yards. The top three receivers for the Bucks got over 55 and a half receiving yards against the Cowboys. So you would hope that the number one receiver for this Eagles team could get over this mark against the Cowboys. And I'm betting on it and I'm banking on it. So I played Devontae Smith over 55 and a half receiving yards. Look, thus far, he's getting about four catches on seven and a half targets per game. He's been targeted the most by Hurts. He likes the connection. They have the chemistry. And I think that even though we don't love Hurts as a quarterback and as a thrower, he's done well enough. You know, I mean, Sam Fran game was something weird, but he will be able to get Smith in this game against the Cowboys. So look for Devontae Smith over 55 and a half receiving yards. And if you're curious, just looking at another outlet, C.D. Lamb is something to keep in mind, especially with Amari Cooper being kind of banged up. His receiving yards number is 77 and a half. Lamb has gone over this in both games thus far. Got 104 receiving yards against the Bucks, 81 against the Chargers, so he's averaging about 92.5 per game as of this point. His receptions is a little too high, 6.5, shaded to the under minus 130. He's averaging 7.5, though. He's gone over this one in both games as well. Seven catches on 15 targets against the Bucks, eight catches on nine targets against the Chargers. So if you believe he keeps that going, Take a gander at C.D. Lamb over six and a half catches potentially for even money and over 77 and a half receiving yards minus 115. I'd kind of lean more toward his receiving yards over 77 and a half. Finally, 
Let's talk rushing props. It was kind of weird with the ones that were posted and not posted. Uh, Tony Pollard, obviously a guy to keep in mind, but last I saw he wasn't posted at Bet Rivers. Look at his receiving yards over for Pollard if you're looking for a little something outside of the box. Even his rushing yards too, but maybe they don't utilize him more than Ezekiel Elliott. That's what's kind of, you know, a little bit... Uh, it's intriguing both ways because we got to see how they utilize him, but I would be a little bit cautious with it, maybe look more receiving with Pollard. But let's talk Jalen Hurts. His rushing yards prop, 54.5, over minus 113, unders minus 115. Ryan pointed this out. He loved it. He had 62 rushing yards versus Atlanta, 82 versus San Fran. So he's averaging 72 per game and has gone over this twice this season. If you think he continues it, over 55.5 should be your play. And if you're curious about Zeke, 64.5, uh, I'm not in love with it because we can't trust Zeke right now because Pollard looked great last week. And even like there wasn't that high of expectations for Ezekiel Elliott. A lot of experts were saying he could be still, you know, trending downward. So be a little bit cautious with Zeke, but more faith in Hurts going over his rushing yards prop of 54, 55 and a half, right around that range. But okay, so our final plays that we are rolling with tonight: Prescott over 24 and a half pass completions, Devontae Smith over 55 and a half receiving yards. And we did the half unit plays on the first scoring play of the game for the Cowboys to be a field goal plus 550 and or the Eagles to be a field goal plus 510. Best of luck if you tail. Enjoy the game. We'll catch up again tomorrow right here on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.